Welcome in to the Solving for B podcast, where we break down the most important topics in the branding and marketing world. In this week's episode, we'll dissect the Southwest Airlines brand and what makes them a model for the branding world. So settle in and enjoy the latest installment of Solving for B with Brand Extract. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Solving for B podcast. Today, I'm joined by brand strategist Leslie Rainwater. Hello. Uh, brand strategist Elizabeth Tyndall. Hi. And CEO Bo Bodie. Hey, Chris. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, today, we're going to discuss uh, a brand that, that actually usually gets a lot of love. Um, it's, it, they, they get touted as, as a brand that, that's very authentic and uh, true to who they are. Um, and we want to talk a little bit about why this particular brand works and see if we can glean some insights and ideas from, uh, from how, how they've built their brand. Uh, the brand we're talking about specifically is Southwest Airlines, uh, which has actually seen its stock soar since around 2011. Uh, and it's currently, uh, at the time of this recording at least, uh, trading right around its record high. Uh, so for starters, uh, let's kind of set the table. Um, what, uh, what, what, what is the Southwest brand to you? Like, what are some of the brand elements? Uh, what, what do you think makes it unique, identifies, or identifiers of the brand? Oh, it's, Southwest is one of my favorite brands, um, and I've always liked it. Uh, maybe it's, you know, the whole cattle car feel or the, you know, everything's, everything's the same for everyone, although they've made some changes with business class and those kind of things, but you still stand in line with the common people. Um, Southwest is always, you know, they kind of, they've branded it you know the love airlines the go-go boots and the all the crazy stuff in the in their early days and people singing for happy birthday and throwing peanuts like you're at a ball game and you know those kinds of things i mean that all kind of goes into that brand i mean it's comfortable it's casual Um, there are other brands that have made an attempt to not copy them but take a different spin on it that actually work pretty well in the market right now we could talk about that later but that it it is an authentic brand, which is something yeah. I love. And I think they've always put people first. I mean, it's always mm-hmm. been about people with a touch of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even when they started, travel wasn't as accessible or uh, felt more formal, you know, and it was more for the business class. But I think when they first came to light, and I think they've kept that up, that it's really more about family travel and fun. And while they do service business class you know, as well and doing a be- even a better job about that, just even remember when you know, my first experiences as a kid, it was just it was a fun experience and it wasn't scary and you know it was it was a very much a family fun experience. Well, I was actually ticked off when they quit using the plastic cards. I mean that was I mean it was just so I mean I know they're kind of gross like all these people handle these things all day long, but I mean it was just such an equalizer mm-hmm. and it, you know you kind of you got your plastic card and you had to sit on the floor to you know be in the position because you got there first and it actually incented you to get to the airport earlier sure. so that they could stay on time I mean there, there are all these things that they've done with their brand from an operational standpoint and there, we can talk about that too the book nuts kind of goes through a lot of those things uh, but there are a lot of the standardized their operations so that they could deliver on the kind of quick turn, be there on time, kind of brand that they promised. Well, I, I like the point you brought up about um, their operations and that they, they the reason, there's a, there's a methodology to everything they've done with their operations. Because um, I think a lot of times people talk about brands in terms of just outward communication and just communication just specifically. Um, is, is there anything unique to Southwest or, or any other brand for that, for that matter that operationally... Um, 
I mean, I think Southwest is one of the best ones to showcase as someone who truly lives their brand. I mean, every single, you know, from how they hire people to how um, the experiences on the plane, every interaction you have with them um, reinforces their brand. Yeah, you one know? of the things with, well, in operations, you know, let's talk about employees and how you hire them and what your strategy is on that. And um, one of the things they do, which is so interesting, is they take their values and they figure out, you know, that empathy is truly what they're looking for. So they set up um, a process where they group interview. And when people are interviewing and they're talking, they're telling the most embarrassing moment they've ever had. But it isn't, they're not really interviewing the person that's talking about that. They're watching the audience to see who's truly the empathetic one. And that's how they pick their employees. So just from that operational hiring you know, strategy to make sure that they found that one quality that they're really looking for and to unify that, it's just it's super cool. Right. Even when you read their Southwest Airlines, all the stories that they highlight is all about that empathy and and going above and beyond to help their customers and deliver the best experience they truly can, whether it's going and meeting somebody at the curb who forgot some critical, you know, piece that they needed to travel with, whether it was health or job related, um, you know, there's just story after story of how they go over and above to help people, not to mention just the fun atmosphere of recognizing people um, on the plane for anniversaries, birthdays, all kinds of stuff. And I think that started with the founder. I think, you know, I've read where he made a real point to make it a family-oriented company and culture, and he would write handwritten personal notes to employees for birthdays, you know, if somebody had died in the family, um, births, wedding, any any kind of thing. It's that personal touch that's resonated throughout the company since its beginning. Right, and I think in training too, and I don't know if it's the case today, you know, things change as companies get bigger. I mean, one of the things they touted, again, in Nuts and in a lot of the things you read about them was their training program and how they cross-trained. So at some point, you know, a mechanic was going to be working the line, I and mean, obviously nobody else is going to fly the plane. But, you know, the pilots were going to work the front desk. The, right. and, and what that mm-hmm. did was it wasn't, so they were making, you know, they made this promise of the no-frills airline, the empathy, we, mm-hmm. we love you kind of airline. Um, and it seemed like that, right? They cared about where they got somewhere on time. They weren't, I didn't feel rushed, you know, when I was working, even though they were rushing me. Um, it was, they were all working together, you know, to see an airline pilot who's usually, you know, a pilot, that's guy, that person's untouchable, you know, to be sitting there taking tickets. You know, those kinds of things, I think, made them, you know, it, it delivered what they promised, right, on time, you know, a great, great experience. A good value. Yeah, good value. It made it easier for them to do that. They have one plane. I mean, they, they, they only fly one plane. So the parts are all repeatable. The guys, the mechanics all work on the same plane. The the pilots all know how they can jump to any plane, you know, whereas a lot of these other airlines, you know, you've got the this one and the that one, and this guy's can only fly this plane instead of that plane. And all they, they just fly one plane. I mean, all of those things kind of go to the simplicity of the brand. Yeah, I, I, I find it interesting. Everyone kind of touched on empathy, and this is, you know, they try to really like make a connection. Um, so it sounds like they deliver you know because a lot of a lot of brands and even airline brands will promise we're going to take care of you we put you first things like that but i mean we've seen recently with united for example um they can say that but maybe they don't necessarily follow through so um 
is there any, you know, is in terms of their com- competition, is there anywhere that they exceed where others fall short other than, you know, delivering on that promise? Um, are there any other differentiators that maybe make, that set them apart from? You know, that like many of them now, I mean, they're not the cheapest. I mean, you can go fly, find lower fares. It was like, you know, Walmart going from um, lowest price, price guaranteed to everyday low prices. Um, Southwest has shifted their message, definitely shifted their message, but it really hasn't hurt them. I mean, they, I mean, obviously their stock price and the you know how busy they are and what they do, um, and their kind of growth strategy. But I don't think that's affected them. I mean, other brands are coming to compete with them. But right. they but even kind of turned it to a positive in right. their fair transparency campaign, and that they don't charge extras. Where all the other you know they might be lower prices, but then they hit you with kind of more nickel-diming, baggage fees, um, food fees, all the other things. And Southwest is just still simplified and all-in to make it easier. I do think it's the only airline that I know of where, you know, you really, um, you don't have to pay your baggage fees, but also if you miss your flight or if you need to reschedule, they put it into like a travel bank. So they don't, you know, you don't pay a fee for that. So it's, making exceptions for, you know, all the travel things that you might run into. So there's it's it's just a better experience all the time. I mean it's it's still that. reinforcing the customer service and experience mm-hmm. that they're not gonna penalize you or punish you or um have gain over your um distress. You know, distress. And so they they still are putting their customers first making it as easy as possible while maintaining their business model. Right, where if you were looking at their brand pyramid, right, it would be kind of mm-hmm. an interesting exercise to draw up what we think their brand pyramid would be. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that what they provide is empathy and what the customer wants is, you know, a, a, they just want a, a great flight to get to a place where they want to go do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so what do they provide? And the, the flight part isn't, but empathy, like, you know, this is kind of a pain. You've got baggage sometimes it's late it doesn't always work the way you may be going somewhere sad or you may be going somewhere you're really excited to be and you know we you kind of want them to care about it as much as you do you know you don't expect them to tell you hi but they give such a different level of service that it stands out Mm -hmm. Um, that's I think you know when you look at JetBlue you know they're 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 the closest that I've experienced Mm -hmm. Um, to Southwest, it's a little bit more corporate. It's a little bit more polished. Um, their their advertising and everything is real airy. They 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 kind of promote the more room kind of thing, less frills. Um, but and they do. I think they do a really good job. And I you can actually get cheaper flights, even with baggage, extra baggage. Um, but there's still something about what they do. I mean, they're friendly, but they're not that friendly. You know, there's just still something that's different. Um, from the two and so it's I think over time that's kind of you know ingrained it in me at least one thing I, I I know about personally flying Southwest and I'm sure I mean everyone here has probably experienced Southwest flights and other flights um you know when I'm looking for them online um they don't they don't post any of these kayaks or these travelocities or anything like that um is there I mean would you say that that's a strategic move would you think that that's strategic the way they control their message, control their prices, things like that. I mean, um, is that something that's, you know, you think important that, that positively impacts their brand negatively? I'd, I'd definitely say positive. I mean, it's, it's like Apple wanting their own stores. 
Um, leadership brands tend to want to have a little bit more control because it's so easy to get out of control. And again, the issue, don't beat it, but the issue with United Airlines, they're so, it's so easy to get out of control about pricing. If, some, if Kayak's displaying a price that somehow doesn't match what I saw 10 minutes ago on the Southwest site, you know, I might think that Southwest is trying to trick me. You know, and those kinds of things, people don't, I think, sit down and think about that, but they feel it, they sense it. And I think Southwest does a good job of trying to manage that. Yeah, and those sites are all about lowest, I mean, low cost. And yeah. so yeah. it's all about competing on low cost. So you're not really exuding your brand promise at that point. Mm-hmm. It's just lowest cost wins if the if the time and dates are Right, right. Yeah, it's, a, it's become almost like highly commoditized. Right. Well, it makes you just one of the other guys. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and just even having your brands with the others. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think one of the things we've talked about here before um, is the insurance companies. It would be a great podcast of how they they just have completely commoditized themselves mm-hmm. with the, you know the price comparison tools and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they they have devalued what they did. I always thought insurance was really valuable. I mean, when I was younger... You know, and I had my house, and if it burnt down, that would be it. You know, I put value on it, and then all of a sudden they're selling, well, you can get insurance anywhere, just get the lowest price. And like, wow. And now you see this change with Allstate and some of these, you know, we've been there and done this before. You know, experience matters. You see the advertising changing. And it's the same thing that I think Southwest did, was they watched, they went in as the commodity player, but then as they built their brand everybody else started to commoditize and they pulled up out of it which is i think an expression you know by not seeing them on those sites it's an interesting it'd be an interesting mm-hmm. it's an interesting study mm-hmm. well and and one thing you know with from the website to the to everything we've talked about the what keeps coming up is experience so it seems like southwest has um has crafted that experience you know they they've they're very much thought about every step of the experience which i think mm-hmm. there's probably Examples of companies, whether they're airlines or, or any other industry, that don't necessarily think about the full user experience. But um, can you talk about how you know having that user users centric experience in mind from the the get go is uh, has benefited their brand or even other brands that um, that are out there? Well, I think their brand was formed around customer service from the get go, and that's what you know, had them stand out originally, that and the low price to enter Mm -hmm. the market. But they've stayed true to that throughout um, the years. And so crafting everything around that customer experience and that customer service message has just continued to propel them and and always listening and, you know, adapting to what, how customers are changing. Mm -hmm. Like even the boarding passes, you know, we all talked earlier, Bo was talking about how, he liked to go and get to the airport early and get the boarding pass. But I think they had a lot of complaints around that, so they shifted to the online check-in. Now, you know, it's almost like a game. Who can get there first if you don't pay your extra money to check in early? But as as we see customer comments on that, that's even starting to change because now so many people are paying. You have to do it super early, and even if you do pay, you might get a lower boarding. So I'm sure they're going to have to start adapting, you know, continually adapting and... Um, being flexible to how they deliver that experience. Well, it might be old news, but and, I, and, and again, you know, I'm, I'm pulling on things, you know, and nothing I've read 
goes against it, but I've been pulling on things from, you know, reading the book nuts and studying, you know, in business school. I mean, it was like we did 10 case studies on Southwest. Um, and one of the things was they put their employees first. I mean, that's like a value was employees first, which was really, you know, I mean, I grew up in retail and it was always customer first, customer first, customer first. But the, the premise was if our employees are well-trained, they're working hard together, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, they know and love and trust each other, they will provide better service. So it's not like, you know, you're beating people up all day and, and tell, yelling at them to, to provide better service. I mean, those are the kind of things that culturally get ingrained in a company from a branding standpoint um, that make sure that they stay true to who they are, they, dr- they deliver, you know, what they're supposed to deliver. Mm-hmm. Well, I, think, I think it's interesting, too, because we've, we've talked about a few different aspects of the business here, but it seems like everything from customer experience, operations, uh, marketing, everything like that is all aligned. And they, they do, like you said, it, it's been studied, you know, probably at nauseum at this point, the, uh, the, the Southwest brand. So, um, you know, one more thing, I, we've talked a little bit about our experiences with Southwest here. Um, I mean, would you say, you know, anybody really, would you say that Southwest is your brand of choice, even though they may not be the most luxurious or the most, have all the frills and things like that? Would you fly them, you know, Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I worked for a competitor for a very long time. And um, at that time, Southwest did the cards. You know, so I hated having to show up early, um, even though I flew non-rev and had to do that before. But when I was paying, and I didn't want to do that. But, you know, after they started changing their service model, and I really started having a lot of, I, I realized how much fun it is. They, get, they fly to the places that I'd like to go. They're my first choice, even if they're not um, the most, even if they're not the cheapest, um, that I really do that because I like it. Because, you know, last time I got stuck in Atlanta, um, and you know, traveling is stressful anyway. And when I got stuck in Atlanta, it was, uh, I didn't even know if I was going to make the flight. And they kept calling me up to tell me where I was on the waiting list. And one of the gate uh, agents started rapping and he made a whole song up about how you were late on your flight or things like that. And just that experience was so much, you know, it was so much fun. And so I remember being uh, laid over, but still having a good experience. So yeah, they would definitely, they're definitely my first. It's interesting. Those, it's like those the little things. You know, you think a little rap song. You probably just want to get home, but a guy. He was awesome. Yeah, can put a <laughs> smile on your face while you're waiting, and it, it resonates. And it's it's kind of that service oriented touch. That well, I mean, what makes a brand stick? You know, I mean, what makes a brand memorable? You know, why why is it? Why will I pay more for a Southwest flight? I mean, in theory, right? If I if I'm not checking a bag and all I want to do is get on and off, you know, why will I pay more? I mean, is it the Southwest companion pass program and all the you know the buddy stuff and all the the different points and all that stuff I mean I think that might have a little bit to do with it um that kind of loyalty ends up paying off over time but I don't think it is I think it's all the impressions of people singing happy birthday and you know them somebody jumping through hoops to get me out of Nashville and get me home to see mm-hmm. my kids game and those little things that just create like, advocacy right over time and I don't even remember half of them mm-hmm. I just know that they've done it you know, over a 20-year period of flying, you know, they just have done it, you know, and so it just, it makes that brand stick. And then when they, because the advertising and the marketing and the promotion is all true, you know, to at least what I've experienced, it, it just reminds me all the time of all the stuff they do. 
Yeah. And they've always stayed true to one thing. They always were fly for peanuts. If you remember that right, from right, the very right, beginning, right. And and they peanuts. still give you peanuts, but they heard from us customers who don't like peanuts, and they started offering pretzels as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. And, then, and that's I think that's an important part of brand as well is that whole, Elizabeth touched on it a little bit earlier, just listening to your clients because right. things, you know, things are going to change the market. Everything's going to adapt, and the only thing that's constant is change, right? Yep. So if, as long as you're paying attention and listening and, and enacting those changes, changes um, I think you'll stay kind of on top of your game and Southwest seems to have done a pretty good job about that so yep. uh, well I think that's about it for today guys thanks for joining us and uh, we'll get you back to your regularly scheduled work day thanks when's for the thanks. next trip <laughs> <laughs> right all right guys thanks. thanks this has been another episode of the solving for B podcast thanks for joining us And we'd like to invite you to check out our other episodes. And for even more branding insights, visit brandextract.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Solving for B podcast with Brand Extract.